This is the Golden V Podcast. The Golden V Podcast is a Vancouver, Canada-based podcast talking Vancouver sports. We talk about hockey, football, baseball, soccer, and other sports, including the Canucks, Lions, Vancouver Whitecaps, Canadians, and any other relevant sports news in the Vancouver, Canada area. Hey everyone, welcome back. It's season three, episode 14 of the Golden View Podcast. Haven't recorded for a couple weeks. It's Monday, January the 15th, but we're going to dig into a ton of sports news. I want to, what I want to kick off with today that I just saw come down over Facebook was the BC Lions re-signing of Keon Hatcher. Three-year extension through the 2026 season. Hatcher was eligible to become a free agent on February the 13th. Uh, obviously, Hatcher's season ending last year with the injury, but let's uh, run down a couple of notes here. Career year in 2023, 78 receptions for 1,226 yards and six touchdowns. Uh, second in the CFL behind Hamilton's Tim White. 195 yards and a touchdown in the semifinal win that we were at in November against Calgary in the Western semifinal. Obviously now rehabbing, as it says here, courtesy of Matt Baker and the BC Lions, from his Achilles injury. Uh, signed with the Lions, Hatcher did, out of 2021 training camps, which would have been technically Rick Campbell's first season as head coach after the canceled 2020 season due to the pandemic. Uh, emerging with a roster spot, 17 receptions for 214 yards in his first season. Big strides, though, in 2022. 1,043 yards, five touchdowns on 70 receptions. Has some interesting pieces on Hatcher that I didn't know here, obviously, from the Lions research. Debut with the Oakland Raiders against the Los Angeles Rams in 2018. Has been on the practice roster of the Green Bay Packers, New York Jets, and Detroit Lions between 2017 and 2020. Uh, Played his college ball at the University of Arkansas. Moving on to our next piece, going on to the Vancouver Giants. Uh, latest piece of Giants news to come down. Missed Saturday's game um, against the Moose Jaw Warriors. Giants, big losers in this one. 7-2 to two at the Moose Jaw Event Center. Uh, next home game for the Giants is this coming Sunday, January the 21st. And that is an afternoon game. It's not a regular 7 p.m. start. I believe it's 1 or 1.30. But looking down at some Giants news... Uh, Giants record falls to 17-23-2-0 in the season. Moose Jaw is 24-15-0-2. Uh, Vancouver gets goals from Ty Halliburton, 15th. Will Subject with his first career NHL goal. Uh, Moose Jaw gets two goals from Matthew Savoy and Jager Furcus, plus single tallies from Braden Yeager, Denton Maycheck, and Connor Schmidt. I'm just looking down here. Uh, obviously, the Warriors get the opening goal in the final minute of the, of the first period. Uh, Jaeger makes it 2 nothing with his 19th of the season. In the second period, Halliburton gets that goal to make it 2-1. Uh, Moose Jaw responds in less than two minutes later as Matejchuk, uh rips the snapshot here. I'm just looking at Nathan Cantor's press release. Right from the top of the right circle to restore the Warriors' two-goal advantage. And in doing so, just scanning through some of these player notes, that, that Matejchuk name stands out. I'm thinking that's the same Matejchuk who played for Canada at the World Juniors, going to have to research that one. But Giants now having a bit of time off uh, b- before they play at home again this Sunday. 
looking at some goals uh, stats here. Vancouver with 25 shots. Moose Jaw with 48 shots. So Brett Mirwald in net for that one, stopping 41 of 48. Uh, Vancouver one for two. Moose Jaw three for five on the power play. Uh, no Warriors to note uh, with this one. And I'm actually incorrect here, folks. Sorry, because their next contest is on the road Friday, January 19th in Kelowna to face the Rockets. But that trip they just completed was a five-game East Division road trip, they call it, though I wouldn't exactly call um, Moose Jaw, Eastern Canada. I would call it more Central Canada if it's in Saskatchewan. And like I said, now I have it correct. Sunday, January 21st, 2 p.m., the Giants play the Rockets. Uh, looking down at some notes on top scorers for the Giants, Jaden Lipinski with 38 points, Ty Halliburton with 37 points, Tyler Thorpe with 35, uh, Madison Leslie with 30 and Brent Mirwell is still top goalie with a 340 goals against average. Moving on to the Vancouver Canadians, who, in checking their website, have no news to speak of at this time of the year. Now, the thing about Vancouver is, uh, you know, we're still a couple of months away from spring training, so probably not going to see much Canadians activity on their website or anything else. And I've tried to, even when there's a simple Canadians update, um, to throw it into the podcast, but... Really, there's nothing of significance other than the Canadians advertising uh, for employment opportunities. Uh, probably good if you're interested in those to go over to Canadians.com and check out their website. But there's not a lot of baseball and game-related news related to the Canadians right now. Um, now we come to the Vancouver Warriors. Now, I was at the Vancouver Warriors game on Saturday night against the Calgary Roughnecks, and it was a 14-7 loss to the Roughnecks. And I'd have to say... After watching all the Warriors games this season, with the exception of the game against Georgia where they won, uh, this is the worst game of the season that I saw. Uh, it looked like the old Warriors of last year were back. Uh, you know, they fall to one and four. Um, they just didn't have anything at all in that game, any kind of fight, any kind of um, pushback, any kind of um, physicality, anything to indicate that they were in that game. Uh, I thought one game, that one goal that really sunk the Roughnecks was after they swapped Aaron Bold out and put in uh, Aiden Walsh. And Aiden Walsh let in a goal from long distance that made it 9-4 for Calgary. I mean, even at 8-4 in the NLL, teams still come back. But that just absolutely killed Vancouver. And it's interesting to note, too, that when you look at what happened on that game night, the Warriors had a record crowd for that game with over 11,000 people. Now, there was a $10 uh, ticket deal for that game, but it seems like this keeps happening with Vancouver. I don't go to every single Warriors game. I'm not a season ticket holder, but I follow the team as much as I can. I'll watch every game on TSN. If I can, I'll subscribe. I've subscribed to TSN Plus in December so I could get the two road games against Rochester and Colorado. And once again, all I see is the Warriors don't... Um, give us anything to watch at home. They come home, um, you know, there was talk about that rivalry with Calgary and Vancouver, uh, given the fact that Kurt Miloski moved from Calgary to Vancouver. I looked at Calgary's website the other day. Troy Cordingly is now one of the coaches in Calgary. Um, and a record-breaking at, uh, attendance, I have the number here, 11,457. And 11,457 people were treated to a game like that. Easily the worst effort of the season. Um, 
like I said, it was 9-4 at that point, and that was before the end of the first half. I knew it was over. Um, five unanswered goals by the Roughnecks in the second quarter. That was one of them. Uh, Ryan Martell leads the way for Vancouver with two goals and assists. Adam Cheryl and Beatties, Riley Lowe and Kevin Crowley. Jackson Subic with his first and Kyle Killen all chip in a goal eats. Aaron Bull gets 19 shots. Wallace gets 11 shots. Um, and, you know, the Warriors are now off to Saskatchewan this week to take on the Saskatchewan Rush at the Saskatel Centre. Opening face-off is 5 p.m. in Saskatchewan. I'm going to pick up that game on TSN Plus and watch it, but I'd hate to say we're at this point, this earlier in the Warriors season, but they're in, they're in, they're in danger of falling out of playoff contention, uh, or they may already be out of playoff contention uh, with 13 games left in the season. They really should have won that game against Colorado, even though they, um, even though Colorado tied it and Keegan Ball's goal was disallowed in overtime. They should have closed that game out in regulation, uh, you know. And I watched with quite a bit of interest uh, the post-game um, response from Kurt Malowski when he was talking to the media, and Kurt was, I think, trying to frame the loss and sort of the game and what's been happening on the team in the most positive mind possible that he could but he was also very frank so yes the Warriors are now last in the NLL uh, along with Colorado and the New York Riptide uh, who are all at one and four but the Warriors aren't the worst team on defense which is at least somewhat encouraging they've allowed 57 goals uh, but Colorado New York Las Vegas Desert Dogs Philadelphia and even actually the Rochester Nighthawks who are 79 goals for, 70 goals for and 70 against, um, are pretty even. But the Warriors do not look good. We see the Albany Firewolves at 6-0, and uh, Toronto Rock at 4-0, Georgia at 4-2. Interesting that the Warriors' only win this season came against Georgia. Interesting to see how they do against Saskatchewan this weekend. Uh, Saskatchewan's 1-3. They obviously had to buy this week. And so it'll be interesting to see how the Warriors respond. But I... I'm starting to wonder um, how many more games it's going to take for the Warriors to turn it around. And look, Kurt Miloski's just taken this team over, okay? This is only not even half a season into his tenure. And, you know, if he's trying to right the franchise and turn it around and bring a winning culture and a um, winning mindset to this team, it doesn't happen overnight. But, you know, it's just disappointing to see after that kind of a effort by the fans to show up with a record-setting crowd that the Warriors couldn't win it. Now we move on now to the Vancouver Whitecaps. Uh, having signed Fabrice Jean, Fafa Picot through 2024 with an option for 2025. So good to see that. There's a bunch of information here, actually. 48 goals and 24 assists in 202 MLS appearances, including playoffs. Nine goals in all competitions during the 2023 season uh, with Nashville. Two seasons with double-digit MLS goals. 2021 with Houston. 2018 with Philadelphia. Four goals and three assists in 2022 league appearances with German 2 Bundesliga uh, that he played for between 2015 to 2017. Just looking at some more um, information here. Yeah, Philadelphia Union, FC Dallas, Houston Dynamo, and Nashville FC. Uh, Whitecaps have some other announcements uh, today as well in terms of adding uh, Fafa Pico is how you pronounce his name. The Whitecaps have spelled it out for you phonetically in the press release, and we know that 
the Whitecaps are going to take on Tigres UNAL uh, for CONCACAF Champions Cup Round 1 Series. But it's in Lankford, BC on Wednesday, February 7th at 7 p.m. So it's not at BC Place, which is a little bit different. Um, looking down at some other Whitecaps news, club a couple days ago, uh, their 50th anniversary, fast approaching, regular season home kickoff times, five games at 4.30 and 12 kickoffs at 7.30. So that's an interesting development because a lot of the games last year, because of the Apple TV scheduling, uh, were on at 7.30. We know that, and I've talked about this previously in the podcast, Whitecaps are going to kick off their MLS regular season at home Saturday, March 2nd, when they host Charlotte FC uh, for the first time. Uh, we've talked about this in other episodes, Saturday, March 2nd versus Charlotte at 4.30. All these, uh, Saturday, March 23rd versus Real Salt Lake at 4.30. Saturday, March 30th to 7.30 against Portland. April 6th against Toronto FC at 4.30. April 13th against the Galaxy, Los Angeles Galaxy, 7.30. At both home games in May are at 7.30, Austin FC. And the Saturday, 20, uh, May 25th one is the significant one. If, in fact, Lionel Messi does play for Inter-Miami uh, in that game, Saturday, June 1st versus Colorado, 7.30. June 29th, Canada Day weekend at 7.30 versus St. Louis. And then, you, like we said earlier, a lot of these games that go through the summer, July and, June and July at 7.30. August 24th against Los Angeles FC. Obviously, that rivalry after this uh, year's playoff series at 4.30. And it takes us right through to the end of the schedule um, through the end of 2024, I had a couple of pictures too that I pulled off Facebook. One that I thought was quite interesting is just looking down at the Whitecaps um, preseason roster that they've announced. And I just want to pull this up here. Yeah, Whitecaps preseason roster. I got a bunch of uh, information here off of the Caps Facebook page. Just pulled down the JPEG. Goalkeepers, Max Anker, Isaac Bomer, Thomas Sassel, Yohei Takaoka. And it, just looking down at the picture, actually, it shows you um, hashtag. So Hassel's an unsigned camp invitee. Defenders, a lot of familiar names you'll recognize there. Uh, Ranko Vasilinovic is the one they signed from Real Salt Lake. Uh, Ryan Raposo, Tristan Blakemon, Javane Brown. Uh, midfielder Ali Ahmed is there. Sebastian Bernhalter, Andres Cubas. Trying to think of anyway, obviously forwards, uh, Brian White, Brian Gold, the two the two best players I always call them to uh, watch on the Whitecaps. So a little bit of a breakdown there. Going to look at some other names: uh, Ali Ahmed, Jay Van Badwall, Sebastian Bernhalter at midfielder, Andreas Cubis, Elliot Goldthorpe, Jay Herdman, Malik Mary, J.C. Nagando, Alessandro Shop, Malcolm Simmons, uh, Pedro Vite. And with the Golden View Podcast, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Golden View Podcast. Info at goldenviewpodcast.ca is our email. Still working on getting the website set up. You want to find us on Buzzsprout, you can, buzzsprout.com forward slash 1869778. And you'll find us on a number of podcast platforms as well. Uh, aggregated this through the Golden View Podcast. Um, Just looking at some other stuff here on it, we can go anywhere from Buzzsprout to 
a number of other sites, Amazon Music, but you can find the podcast online. And so before we sign off for today, we've covered the Lions, we've covered the Whitecaps, uh, we've covered the Canadians, we've covered the Warriors. Uh, we pretty much covered everybody, but we haven't covered one team yet, and that's the Vancouver Canucks. Now, how hard is it going to be to cover the Vancouver Canucks after a season like this? They did lose today. It's a kind of a strange game time. It was a Monday, 10 a.m. Pacific start in Columbus in the U.S. for Martin Luther King Day. Canucks on a brutal seven-game road trip. They come home with a record of 29-11-4. They lost the first game in St. Louis. They won the next five, and then they lost to Columbus in a shootout. Um, but Vancouver right now... Um, is basically the best team in the NHL, or pretty close to it. Canucks are first in the Pacific Division with 62 points, nine, port, nine points ahead of the Cup Championship, uh, Cup Champion Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, we talked a lot about it on the podcast was how long it was going to take the Canucks to kind of level off or, you know, would they peter out as the season went along? They haven't. Um, so looking at some standings, Winnipeg is first in the Central uh, Canucks are first in the Pacific. And so it's quite an interesting um, situation right now for the NHL and the Vancouver Canucks who find themselves in that position, which I don't think any of us ex- has expected given the way last season was gone. Uh, the firing of Bruce Boudreau, Rick Tockett taking over, Tockett trying to instill certain systems in the way the players play. And he seems to have found the magic formula because I think people were waiting uh, for this Canucks team to fade, and it hasn't faded. And there's been some rough patches for it after that great start, uh, 12-3-1, but now they're back basically uh, with the best record in the NHL or with the most points in the NHL. Um, and they seem to be you know, finding ways to win. Uh, they would reunited the uh, lotto line for a while, which is absolutely on fire. Uh, just looking at a post from uh, Canucks Army here, the Lotto Line's week of dominance. I mean, this is just absolutely ridiculous. In case you don't know who the Lotto Line is, it is Brock Besser wearing number six, Elias Patterson wearing number 40, and JT Miller wearing number nine. So six forty and nine is six forty nine. That's a really interesting breakdown here, right? Because nobody expected this. Um... Thatcher Demko, three wins, allowing six goals and a shutout. Um, Canucks Army has some good good uh, stars here, too. Third star of the week, Brock Besser. Um, and looking at the Canucks Army post here, too, Besser arrived in the New Jersey game last week, three points in eight games. Five games later, Brock has seven points in his five games with a lot of line. Um, Brock Besser is also... Um, Having the season that I think a lot of us expected him maybe maybe not to have, talks to trade him last year, but he's got a career-high 29 goals in his rookie year, and he now has um, two shy in 19 fewer games. So this is going to be Brock Besser's biggest season, uh, his biggest goal total. Hopefully he cracks 50. Um, JT Miller, looking at where he sits here, Goals third with 19, assists second with 39, points first with 59, plus minus third with 22. So this is quite the uh, season for JT Miller. Canucks have five guys on the all-star team uh, 
we know what kind of a season that Pedersen had last year uh, with over 100 points, and we know all about Quinn Hughes. So we're going to wrap the podcast up there, and I didn't give a lot of justice to the Canucks in some respects, but we know that the uh, we know that the Canucks get the most press in this town, and so we often try try on the Golden V podcast to cover other teams uh, and the guys that don't get just as much of the hype. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. This is the Golden V Podcast. The Golden V Podcast is a Vancouver, Canada-based podcast talking Vancouver sports. We talk about hockey, football, baseball, soccer, and other sports, including the Canucks, Lions, Vancouver Whitecaps, Canadians, and any other relevant sports news in the Vancouver, Canada area.